This morning from Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is He who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who princes who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when He blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare Me? Or who is My equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because He is great in strength, mighty in power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the Word of God for the people of God. There's a poem I read many years ago and then ran again, ran across again just recently. I want to start with just a portion of it this morning. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow. If you've been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine and your own, without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. It doesn't interest me. If the story you are telling me is true, I want to know if you can see beauty, even when it's not pretty, every day, and if you can source your life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand on the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes, it doesn't interest me who you know. Or how you came to be here. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done to feed the children. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. 
that poet is raising the same issues and has the same questions that these people to whom Isaiah is writing have. Isaiah raises these questions in this section we have read this morning from chapter 40 of his scroll. He is writing to a people in exile. Their neighbors, the Babylonians from the east, have come and destroyed their towns and their villages. They have been a con- become a conquered people. They have taken their goods and their people and they've taken them back to Babylon. And they are living in a state of exile. And they're thinking, this should not be happening. If our God is indeed the God, the Creator of the universe, this should not be happening. And they are tired of being treated and disregarded. And Isaiah is writing to them to remind them of Who is in charge? And what might really be going on? The text is about strength and power and the source of such things which seem to be in short supply among the people Isaiah is surrounded by. But do you hear the theme that he strikes as he writes to these people in these verses we read? It is God who sits above the circle of the earth who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who brings princes to naught. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and see who created these. He who brings out their hosts and numbers them, calling them all by name, because He is great in strength, mighty in power. The Lord is the everlasting God. The Creator of the ends of the earth, He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Can you hear Isaiah's faith coming through? These exiles are tired and weak and bone-weary and exhausted and about ready to give up perhaps. And they're asking, where is God? In our time of need. And Isaiah is reminding them their God is with them. And yet they're asking, if that is so, if our God is our special God, is our protector, creator of the cosmos, then how could this be happening? It feels like God has abandoned them. As far as I know, none of us have been in a place where the country was conquered and we were taken off to a foreign land. But I bet all of us have had experiences that have knocked us down and worn us out. And we've had times when we have felt exhausted and wondered if we could go on and we have thought, this should not be happening to me. We all run into experiences when we feel like life is out of control and think this should not be happening to me. I've had those experiences. I imagine you have too. Maybe you've had this experience. I have. There's a man getting ready to retire. He's a little worn out. He's ready to 
hang it up. But he's looking forward to retirement. There are some things he wants to do. And then there's a little health problem. But then it turns out not to be so small. And all of a sudden, he is seriously ill and in the hospital. And before you know it, he has died. And everyone who knows him is saying, this should not be happening. This should not be happening this way. Or maybe you've had this experience. There's a young woman at college in the prime of her life doing fine. And then she becomes a little bit ill. And then it persists. And then she comes home to get some help from mom and dad. And then they go to the doctor and do some tests. And they can't figure out what's wrong. And she's getting worse and worse and worse. And she ends up in the hospital seriously ill. And no one seems to know why. And everyone who knows her is thinking, this should not be happening to her. This should not be happening. Or maybe you've had this experience. You know, a young woman who's become pregnant and everybody is excited. The new life is on the way and her friends and family are so very pleased and delighted and everyone is looking forward to the future. And then something doesn't feel just right. And she goes to the doctor and they run some tests. And then they run some more tests. And before anything can be done, the pregnancy is ended. And everyone who knows her is thinking this should not be happening. I was working on this sermon yesterday. And I turned on the football game. And the lead story before the game was that Someone had been driving an automobile out of control and plowed into a crowd of people in Stillwater, Oklahoma, who had gathered to watch the Oklahoma State University homecoming parade. And dozens had been taken to the hospital. And then I heard one had died. And then a little later, two. And then three. And then four had died. And everyone from the governor on down is saying, this should not be happening. It can happen with death. It can happen with illness. It can happen when adultery strikes a marital relationship or you lose your job. Or someone close to you who you thought you could trust with your life betrays you. It can happen to me. It can happen to you. If you live long enough, the pain will come. The hurt will set in. The wound will strike you. And you will think, this should not be happening to me. And then sometime the question follows, where is God now? Oh yes, we have all been in exile, feeling like our God has abandoned us, just as these people were to whom Isaiah writes. But hear his words again in verse 28 and 29. Have you not known? 
Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Helen Cruz was a woman in the last local church I served. She turned 100 years old while I was her pastor. I went out to see her to help celebrate her birthday. She began to tell me her story. It was so fascinating. She had seen so much. She had lived in western Oklahoma since she was a young girl. And she had a great memory and was sharing the stories of all that had happened. I ended up going back for several days, got somebody with a video camera. I wanted to capture her story because it was fascinating. She was living testimony to the great history of that whole area. And I began to ask her questions as she would tell stories. And finally, I asked her the question, through your 100 years of life, when did you feel that God was the closest or you were closest to God? And she had had a great achievement in her life. Her family was prominent in the area, so I thought it would be one of those stories, but she surprised me. She said it was when my daughter, Carol Lee, was born. The doctors told us, this baby will not live long. She said we had six weeks with her. And they were wonderful. And they were difficult. But God was with us. God saw us through. It made all the difference, she said. God was there in that most difficult period of our lives. We felt God's presence with us every day. Sherry Goodwin wrote for us a story in our weekly newspaper this week about Courtney, who's come to be a part of our church recently. We first got to know Courtney through our partnership with the Mental Health Association as we were starting our Thursday night dinner and worship experience, inviting people who were struggling with mental health issues to come and be a part of us, come and have dinner and worship if they would like. Courtney came and we got to know her. She's a delightful woman. And not only did she come Thursday nights, but then... She began to come on Sunday morning and then she joined the church. And then she began to volunteer on Thursday nights and now she's there every week helping others because she connected with Christ in a new way. Through this body of Christ, she reconnected with her faith and with her God through Jesus Christ in this place. And now her faith is growing and she's sharing it with others as she can and serving. This summer when we called for volunteers to go to Spavanaugh to help that little Methodist church have a vacation Bible school because they didn't have enough people to offer that for the last decade, Reverend Hines and others led that trip. Courtney volunteered, signed up, and was a part of that team going to Spavanaugh to invite others into the family of faith. Have you not known? Have you not heard? 
Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah wants his people to know that God is there. That God takes a personal interest in them. And if they will wait, God will be there for them. And they will see it and experience it. It's good news for us, too, to be reminded by Isaiah that God is here for you, that God is here with us, that God takes a personal interest in each and every one of us and will be with us through any and all different kinds of circumstances. For those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run. And not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Paige Chenault one day was waiting for the Lord, so to speak. She was a young woman, married, living in Dallas, Texas, had started her own business, and it had become wildly successful. She was uh, pregnant with her first child. And she said during that pregnancy one day, she was reading a story in a magazine about children's birthday parties. And she began to imagine all the wonderful parties she was going to throw for her child. After all, her business was as an event planner. She said, oh, I know how to throw fabulous parties and the ones for my kid every year are going to be fantastic. And she said she got so excited thinking about these Pinterest-worthy birthday celebrations that people would see all over the country. And then she said she ran across another magazine article a little bit later. And it was about the extreme poverty in Haiti and how desperate the circumstances were there. And she said there was a picture of a starving child with sunken eyes staring back up at her from the page. And she said the thought crossed her mind, that child will never be celebrated like my daughter will be celebrated. And she said it was right then that she felt like God began to speak to her and say that she could do something about it. She said the feeling was almost overwhelming, like a fire burning inside of her that wouldn't go away. And she said she began to think about the children that live right in her town, right in the place she lives, that don't have homes, that don't have resources, that through no fault of their own never have a birthday party. And she said right then she felt like God leading her to find a way to celebrate those children. And so she started something she calls the Birthday Party Project, where she partners with agencies that reach out to families, homeless, and others that are in desperate economic circumstances. She said she went to the first one and said to them, I feel like I'm being led by God to... Throw a birthday party at your homeless shelter for the children who are living there. They looked at her a little askance, but she said, No, I'm serious. 
I'll be here every month. Any child who has a birthday that month, we'll celebrate them. I'm an event planner. I know how to do this. I'll bring all the resources. It'll be fantastic. We'll bring a cake for everyone. We'll bring costumes. We will celebrate the children. And so just a little over three years ago, they started and had their first party. The first month, 60 children. Now, just a few years later, there are birthday party projects in four different cities, partnering with 17 different agencies, celebrating over 750 children every month. She says after the first party, there was one little boy, 11 years old, who came up to her and tugged on her cape. She was in costume. (laughs) And said... Nobody's ever thrown me a birthday party. This is my first one. I've never had a birthday cake. Today was the first one. Thank you so much for coming here and helping me celebrate my birthday. I put in your outline what she says her philosophy is. Not every child has a home, but every child has a birthday. And just kind of a fun footnote to this whole story, Paige Chenault's parents are George and Kevin Tully. Reverend Kevin Tully was an associate pastor here for about five years back in the 90s. Paige was in our children and youth departments. We helped shape her faith. Some of us got to work with her and her family and help her know That God is alive and speaks to us and leads us. Isaiah wants to remind his people that God is alive and is there for them. Isaiah recognized, just like Paige did, that sometimes in times of trouble, we need someone else to remind us, to help us, to encourage us to support us, to value us, and to say God is alive and here and cares about you. And I'm here because I've known that love of God and I want you to know it as well. One of the reasons we give, one of the reasons we plan ahead and make commitments to give financial resources is sort of as a church, we can reach out in mission and ministry and help people when they struggle and remind them that God is alive. And if they will wait for the Lord, the Lord will be there. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. And thanks be to God.